Hello, Oregon. It's Friday, March 6th. This is Elliot News with a news briefing from the Oregonian and Oregon Live. Democratic leaders in the Oregon legislature brought the session to an abrupt and early close Thursday afternoon after they were unable to resolve an impasse with minority Republicans over a controversial climate change bill. Senate President Peter Courtney gaveled out that chamber early Thursday afternoon. I'm going to adjourn this Senate until the call of the president, which means this session is over. Most Republicans in both chambers have been absent for more than a week in an effort that appears to have killed a greenhouse gas cap-and-trade bill that was Democrats' top priority for the 35-day session. With the session set to expire automatically at midnight Sunday under the state constitution, Democrats rejected Republicans' offer to return to the Capitol in exchange for the Democrats killing the cap-and-trade bill or referring it to voters. House Speaker Tina Kotek said she and Courtney would convene the Legislative Emergency Board on Monday to allocate funding for coronavirus response and flood disaster relief for Northeast Oregon. But it would take a special session to pass any additional bills or to authorize spending of the magnitude lawmakers in both parties had contemplated for homelessness relief, wildfire prevention, foster care, mental health, and other high-priority needs. Governor Kate Brown, meanwhile, may use an executive order to enact provisions called for in the carbon cap-and-trade bill. New federal guidelines say that doctors should decide whether their patients are tested for coronavirus, but Oregon state officials say they'll continue to restrict testing to people at highest risk of contracting the COVID-19 virus. That's because Oregon only has the capacity to test about 40 people a day, said Dr. Dean Seidlinger, the state's health officer. He said opening up the testing to anyone with doctor's approval could overwhelm the state's resources. Seidlinger says he expects commercial testing to become available in the next week or two, which will allow more people to be tested. Three Oregonians who had close contact with a Umatilla County man hospitalized with the novel coronavirus have tested negative for the illness, according to health officials. The Oregonian and Oregon Live's Jayathi Ramakrishnan is reporting from Umatilla County. Public health and county officials have been working to inform residents about the virus and have been meeting regularly with state and federal health officials to monitor it. On Thursday, the county announced that three new tests came back negative. Although the county will continue to monitor for the virus, County Commissioner George Murdoch said officials are cautiously optimistic at the news. Many residents seem to be taking the news of the virus in their county in stride. Customers at the Mission Market on the Umatilla Indian Reservation went about their days stocking up on hand sanitizer but remaining calm. In addition to the Umatilla County man, two other people in Oregon have been diagnosed with coronavirus infections. Those two patients live in Washington County, and their case is unrelated to that of the man in Umatilla County. An Oregon woman who was diagnosed with the COVID-19 coronavirus while on a cruise ship in Japan is now clear of the disease and was reunited with her husband after nearly a month-long stay in Tokyo. Rebecca Frazier of Forest Grove described what it was like to become one of the first Americans to contract the coronavirus. It was it was pretty scary, and, um, you know, I didn't know what uh, the future held at that point. Frazier spent 28 days in a hospital, but now is free of the disease and ready to return home. 
A Portland man who called 911 to report a car theft in progress said he watched two men working to break into the black Ford Mustang for 20 minutes without any police response. James Rowe even began to follow the alleged car thieves to pass along their location before a dispatcher cut him off. The officers have reviewed the information. I don't know that they're going to do a whole lot more with it, to be honest. Dispatch records obtained by the Oregonian and Oregon Live show that a Portland police officer eventually responded to Rowe's reported theft in progress. 41 minutes after he made his first call to 911. Police say the long response time was because of a staffing shortage at the Bureau, which has more than 100 vacancies. A police spokeswoman added that it's possible no crime occurred and that no Mustang with the plates photographed by Roe were reported stolen. For these and more news stories, pick up today's copy of The Oregonian or head to OregonLive.com.